It was 1965 when the band, then known as the Hawks, collaborated with Bob Dylan and accompanied him on a series of concerts from September of 1965 to May of 1966. This was perhaps the worst time to be associated with Dylan, as most of the concerts were met with heckling and aggressive disapproval from the folk music purists in the audience, who detested Dylan using electric instruments. The constant barrage of negativity was so overwhelming that the band's drummer and vocalist, Levin Helm, excused himself from the tour after a month, opting instead to work on an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico. Dylan and the band attempted a series of recording sessions, but nothing ever really came of their efforts. They did eventually record a set of influential demos that were widely bootlegged, but they would not see any success from their official collaborations until the two musical entities reunited with each other in 1973. Planet Waves was Bob Dylan's 14th studio album, fully backed by the band, who were now seeing success as more than just a backing band. The album received fairly middling reviews, which was an improvement for Dylan as his previous couple of albums had been entirely dismissed by critics. Perhaps the most celebrated song on the album is one that Dylan wrote as a lullaby for his son, though sources differ on whether it was Jesse Dylan or Jacob Dylan. The song is featured on the album twice, back-to-back, with both a slow version and a fast version that Dylan wrote so as not to appear, quote, too sentimental. Featuring simplistic lyrics that are almost directly ripped from the Bible, and a title that it would eventually share with two other popular songs. One, a song Rod Stewart wrote for his own song. Stewart's version was found to be so similar to Dylan's that the two came to an agreement that Dylan would share royalties on Stewart's song. The other popular song of the same name is by the German synth-pop band Alphaville. That's right, we're talking Bob Dylan's Forever Young on Cover Me. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs and their many cover versions, compares them against one another to find out which one God will bless and keep always. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my eternally youthful co-host... Mm, Alex Mildenberger. Alex Mildenberger. Yeah. How you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Don't know about eternally youthful, um, but we'll see. We'll I guess see. it's yeah, about an attitude more than anything. Yeah, exactly, right? I'm planning on losing all of my hair, is what I'm trying to say, and that's not very youthful. You're making that move? That that could be youthful, because you know who also don't have hair? Babies. Babies, that's true. Babies aren't known for their full heads of hair. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen at some point. I I don't know when, Mm -hmm. but it's all going. But I I think I'll I'll take advantage of the situation by by getting into hats. Yeah? You're going to be a hat guy? um, I'm going to try it. You know, I'd say I think your only roots are hat guy or just like insanely ripped guy, right? Like there's no in between. Yeah, I mean, you could do both, but I guess Moby is a, a scrawny <laughs> bald guy. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, at least I got options, but I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for hat guy first. Yeah, you got to be careful. Just make sure you never have like just a mustache, or you might strike a Tobias Funke kind of look. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So I'll I'll, I'll I'll provide provide proceed with caution with caution yeah just make sure you don't like have just the mustache and then like fall in a vat of blue paint or something because it's gonna be weird 
<laughs> yeah, watch out for vats of blue paint. Uh, I'll take that advice to heart, I think. Take that advice to heart. <laughs> um, Alex, yeah. we're talking about Forever Young, not the Alphaville one. Yes. We're not going to dance in style or for a while this week. No. Is this, when people say Forever Young, is this like the first version you think of? Is this the first song that comes to mind? No, definitely not. Alphaville is the first one, for sure. Yeah. Um, really, the only reason I, I took note of this song is because it shares a name with the Alphaville version song mm-hmm. um or the alphaville song not the alphaville version um i only know it because of the last waltz uh it's right. performed on there we're not going to be talking about that version today it's a live version it's solid because the last waltz is solid but uh it's also long and didn't really need to be on this playlist <laughs> That is fair. Um, and did you know that the Rod Stewart version, despite being original, is like insanely close to I this one? I didn't listen to the Rod Stewart version. I'm going to have to check it out after this because yeah, it's, that's hilarious. It's very funny how it just in terms of like lyrics, it's like, may God, he says almost exactly like, may God keep you always. Um, I guess it's like, it's, very funny. it's from the Bible, I guess. Yeah. And they are both sort of writing from a similar perspective as, like, a father who is a musician on the road after having, you know, recently had children. Yeah. it's Same. Although Bob Dylan had, like, I looked, he had, like, four kids at this point in time. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. So his eldest son, uh, Jesse Dylan, who some claim the song is for, was uh, 1966 he was born. And yeah. then his younger son, Jacob Dylan, is 1969. We all know Jacob Dylan from being in that one band and having that one the song. The Wallflowers. The Wallflowers and having that song, One Headlight. One Headlight, that's right. And then uh, it's one of the, their kids. It might be one of the one of the, the, the sister's kids. I don't know. But one of, one of Bob Dylan's grandkids is like a frat DJ. <laughs> and that's... I mean, it has to happen eventually. Like, <laughs> right? If you go down enough genera- generations and, and the, like genes spread out enough eventually you're gonna get a frat dj yeah it happens it was almost me in in my family (laughs) it can still be you you can still live that dream god yeah 28 years old and hanging out with frat boys fucking (laughs) hitting the turntables you guys want to listen to steely dan like no scratch all right steely dan worst dj ever alex um, Planet Waves, uh, a, a, a sort of official recorded collaboration right. between Bob Dylan and the band, besides the basement tapes, which is the, the demo session that is. Yeah. Which I we have talked a about a couple times, I think. Have we? We've talked What's about the basement, basement tapes. tapes. Um, Quinn the Eskimo? Uh, Mighty Quinn? Yes. Um, I can't remember anything else, but I feel like we've talked about it at least once. Yeah, probably it would come up. That seems that seems like the thing that would happen on this show. Um, now I'm wondering if I'm thinking of like something different. No, Mighty Quinn is not on here. I'm thinking of something different. Um, well, we do listen to a lot of like Bob Dylan stuff yeah. that just ends up. Maybe on, I'm just like, thinking of Bob Dylan because there's like a lot of Bob Dylan demos and stuff. And I thought that Mighty Quinn was from the same time period, but it I don't see it. Yeah, it's on not on this. Tape. I see this wheels on fire and tears of rage, which are both like the band songs. But yeah, I don't know. In that case, I guess no. I don't 
I don't know anything about the basement tapes. The basement tapes. I except Tears of Rage, I guess. I know that song. It's a yeah. it's a it's a the band greatest hit. Like it's a very yeah, good song. I'm not list I, I don't know what the difference is between that thing. Yeah. If anything. Um Alex, do you know Planet Waves at all? Are you familiar with the album? No. My my Bob Dylan knowledge is like pretty limited. It's like times they are changing, some of um oh shit now i'm forgetting my bob dylan album names let's look at the uh, list like of a rolling albums. stone like yeah highway 61 <laughs> highway 61 bringing it all one. back home blonde on blonde like the big ones yeah um a little bit of john wesley harding because you know that's the one with all along the watchtower uh so yes no i don't know this album <laughs> right yeah i mean i thought maybe you would just because the band is obviously prominent on this uh, and you seem to know at least a fair bit about the band. Um, sometimes I feel like I need to dig into Dylan because my my Dylan knowledge is very like surface level. Yeah, me as and well. And there's a and it, lot there. <laughs> there really is. So yeah. At the same time, like I don't have the the patience to dive into his new thing and spend twenty minutes learning about JFK getting shot. You know. <laughs> right. I I did listen to that, but I don't think I paid attention to the whole thing. Yeah, that's. <laughs> It's a lot to ask, but yeah, maybe we should go on a, our own Bob Dylan journeys into the into the discography at some point. Here's one step: us talking about Forever Young. Yeah, let's talk about the lyrics to this this hit song. They're the same in both the short, uh, the the fast and the slow version, right? Yeah, other than the fast version doesn't have the chorus. Right. It just well, we'll talk about that a little more later. It doesn't have a distinct chorus. Right. Well, and isn't the chorus just saying the title line a bunch? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, if you look at the... Hang on. I'm hanging on. Sorry, because I looked at the lyrics in two different places, and I think the lyrics in Genius are... They say slow version, but they're the fast yeah. version. May you stay forever young. Forever young. No, no, they just don't separate what I would call the chorus. Yeah, they yeah. seem to treat it more like a refrain on the end of each yeah. verse. But uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about talk that. About First, let's talk about verse one, which goes, May God bless and keep you always. May your wishes all come true. May you always do for others and let others do for you. May you build a ladder to the stars and climb on every rung. May you stay forever young. Forever young, forever young. May you stay forever young. Forever young. Yeah, then some repetition, which is the chorus section, what I would call, at least after yeah, a certain point like the i think last particularly two lines, basically. in the slow version it's given the musical space of a chorus yeah definitely like like it's definitely different from the rest of the verse mm-hmm. um so yeah it's i mean it's it's a lullaby it sounds like a blessing it's obviously kind of taken from the the bible so it's like very much that kind of language yeah, it's the Book of Numbers, I believe. Yeah, I guess I don't know the specific... I mean, may God bless and keep you always. Like, that's such a basic, like... Hope you are always in good health. And oh, yeah, if your belief well. <laughs> is, like, like, good health comes from God, then that's what you're going to say, right? That's what you're going to say, um, yeah. And, like, may you always do for others. Now... This comment says it's it's the same as love thy neighbor as thyself, and I I guess it's like related. But may you always do for others and let others do for you. I, just as like 
to me always seemed like always sorry i had a brain short circuit there for a second right um no <laughs> um, i think you're yeah it's it's like way. it's like um like give all of yourself to other people and then everyone gives all of their self to you and like no one no one is out anything because you have everything you need it's very communist yeah it's yeah it's very much like help other people but also be willing to receive help right yeah i guess so that's part of it too is allowing yourself to be helped yeah yeah and but it, yeah in that sense it is like be part of the community um give as much as you can like you said give as much as you can to everybody and let them do everything they can for you yeah so it, it's that like combination like well-wishing blessing i guess you'd say um and like life advice yeah um, and it's uh content. he's like may your wishes all come true so he's like i hope you get to achieve everything you want uh and i hope that you do it in a in a basically a good and honest manner helping others working with other people um there's a reference to jacob's ladder here which is the ladder to heaven may you build Ooh. a ladder to the stars whose ladder jacob's Jacob oh, shit ladder? who's this like jacob dylan <laughs> I don't know. Shit, I'm seeing Alex. some evidence now. I am seeing some evidence. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. Course, yeah. This is a classic uh, uh, shoot for the stars. No, what is it? Shoot for the shoot for the moon. The moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Which, yeah. for some context, there was a poster of that in one of our classrooms in junior high school. At least, I, I swear to God, I, I would see that poster like every year in, <laughs> in my education. Some, yeah, someone had one of those. I don't remember yeah. where it was. But yeah, that that is uh, yeah, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. But probably not because they're much further away than the moon. But I guess so much further away, like ridiculously <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, but you'll get there eventually. If yeah. you're in space, you'll float around. I I don't know if that's. I mean, I guess true. you won't get there. You'll be dead. But your yeah. corpse might. <laughs> corpse might. I don't really know. Like you'd think a corpse in space would not. Well, obviously, it's not going to decompose. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows what it is? I'm no do. expert on what happens to corpses in space. But are you an expert on what it means to stay forever young, Alex? Um, yeah, it, shave your head and buy some hats. <laughs> That's it, right? <laughs> That's right, baby. Um, yeah, well, this is because uh, obviously we've talked about Alphaville's Forever Young. Um, Which is very is different. Very different. I think it's a very different interpretation of Forever Young in that song versus this. Yeah, because... Uh, as I recall, that song is about, um, like, the Cold War and nuclear annihilation. And yes. staying forever young by, like, dying young. Yeah. Basically. Let us die young or let, let us, us live, live forever. forever. Yeah. So this is, like, the opposite idea of, of maintaining the um, attitude of being young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the the sort of the mental spiritual energy of being young yeah. that you always have that, and also potentially just the idea of like you are always young to your parents. Well, that's true as well. You, yeah, and your parents always wish, or you know, potentially would want you to stay in this young mindset. But I don't know. I think my parents liked it when we moved out and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, my parents are <laughs> thrilled. I don't know. I, I don't um, blame them uh, or anything. Uh, what do we got? May you grow up to be righteous. May you grow yeah, up to so be true. Yeah, so he says, stay yeah. forever young. And then the, in the next verse, where it, may you grow up. 
Right, yeah. So it, it's got to be about a mindset, right? Yeah, I see. I see I see what you're getting at. Definitely, yeah, because he's acknowledging that as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, may you grow up to be righteous. May you grow up to be true. May you always know the truth and see the lights surrounding you. May you always be courageous, stand upright, and be strong. May you stay forever young. Um, which, again, like, pretty straightforward. Like, I hope you have, like, positive things happen to you. And this is more, I guess, about the character of the person. Like, have a positive character and be virtuous and, and such. But also, like, be able to see the virtue in others. Mm-hmm. And in other things. And see the value in the things around you. Yeah, it's just like, I hope you have good character traits that will allow you to be good to other people and also get things done for yourself. Stand up right and be strong. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, verse two is yeah. about character. I hope, essentially, I hope you have good character when you grow up. But, like, it's poems, so you use more words. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Um, which takes us to verse three. May your hands always be busy. May your feet always be swift. May you have a strong foundation when the winds of changes shift. May your heart always be joyful. May your song always be sung. May you stay forever young. Yeah, then we like move through the rest of life real quick, I guess, if we're looking at it in that way. Um, the idea of like idle hands. Um, yeah. What is, what, is the, what, is the, what is the saying? Something about idle hands, like... Um, idle hands are the devil's the workshop. The devil's workshop. According which, to S.D. Bob Holgan, that's from Proverbs 1627. Is that in... Ah, yes. Um, so it's Proverbs, Bob. Uh, not, not Proverbs. Bob. Come on. Idle hands are the... So I don't know if I necessarily agree with that line, but that's what it's based off of. Um, yeah, but even, I mean, I even like, more generally, like, just hope you're not, like, bored. <laughs> yeah, I hope that you've always got like something make something to do. with your life. <laughs> Not necessarily. And yeah, may your like, feet always be swift. Like I hope you can always get places quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, to the grocery store, <laughs> so you can like buy groceries and stuff, but like not take too long, because that yeah. would be a whole fucking thing, right? But I, yeah, but I think that one's also about like avoiding stagnation. May your feet always be swift. Like may you have the hands that can help you do things and the feet to get you to where you need to do. Things. Yeah. And like found strong foundation on the winds that like be able to weather again as a metaphor, be able to to adapt to change because things yeah. will happen, things will change, and you will be tested, and you will need to uh, prove yourself. Yeah, and having a strong foundation suggests that you can adapt to these without, I guess, losing whatever your your central character is, right? Yeah, that's true. You can you can stand strong against changes. Hmm. Whatever they may be. Whatever they may be. May your heart always be joyful. I hope you're in good spirits. That's a very nice thing. Um, and then may your song always be sung is, of course, now like looking into the future and is like that you won't be forgotten. Yeah, and that you'll have a, like a sort of a good legacy, a song that people would want to sing. Yeah, which um, I mean, coming from Bob Dylan, it's like Bob's going to have a good legacy. <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah, Bob's got it like, locked down for a couple years so like you got a lot to live up to Jacob yeah it's okay he's got that song he does he's other things too song. he was like a musical director on some movie 
He probably yeah. did. I mean, like he does stuff. He didn't just like record a song. I just only know that one song. Yeah. It's on the radio sometimes. It is on the radio, and you know what? Radio's not going anywhere, baby. It's gonna live forever. <laughs> yeah. Eternal media form, Matt. The, the eternal media. We cracked the code. It's the radio, baby. It's the song's about radio. <laughs> um yeah, but that's the song. So it's it's like I hope you have a good life, son. I'm Bob Dylan, I'm on the road. That's I mean, yeah. that's it, baby. That's the song. A couple of fun facts before we move into the instrumentation. In 2009, it was remixed by Will I Am for a Pepsi commercial. Oh, I didn't see that. And uh, yeah, in 2008, illustrator Paul Rogers published an illustrated children's book based on the song, with uh, Dylan's lyrics used to form the story. Huh. That feels like. I mean, I don't want to accuse anybody of like too much being a cash grab, but. Uh... <laughs> Obviously, you'd have to put work into the illustrations. Oh, yeah. I, the thing is, he started with Alphaville's Forever Young. <laughs> he's like, wait a minute, this is about the Cold War. He's like, oh, my God, why am I drawing nuclear bombs going off? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you just draw what you feel, and then and then afterwards you assess, and you're like, fuck, this isn't a children's book. Look at all, <laughs> oh, no. look at all these nuclear bombs. <laughs> It's like promo art for Fallout. You're like, ah, oh, god damn it. Not again. What happened? Where did we go so wrong? Um, yeah, with that low. style for a while. For a while, yeah. It starts out so innocent, right? And then next thing you know, the music's for the sad men. The madman? Shit. I think it's for the sad man, played by the madman. The madman. Anyway, let's not get distracted by the other song called Forever <laughs> okay, Matt, we let's just do about... the other episode again. Uh, let's talk about yeah. the instrumentation. Yeah, is Greta around? <laughs> yeah, she, I can get her on. <laughs> let's just redo the episode. Uh, should we talk about the slow version first and then the fast version? Yeah, I think we should. Because that's the okay. order I took notes in. Yeah, and also the slow version is the one that I think is, is covered more yes. frequently. Other than some of them like cut out the chorus sections, but... Mm-hmm. If they're still slow. Yeah. Now, I saw something on Wikipedia that referred to the band as uh, their sort of their their group being uh, it was like lightly rehearsed, uh, like rock and roll or something. <laughs> Hang on. Let me see if I can find the quote. That's who the band are generally. Yeah. So that was like that was like their vibe. Going into a uh, here it is. They thought, oh, sorry, tightly rehearsed. That changes everything. Yeah, that's completely different. <laughs> uh, tightly rehearsed rock and rhythm and blues group. Now this changes everything that I thought. But this has it does like, have I a loose feel to it. I know it's yeah because it like it feels like everyone's kind of doing something, but there's no like really distinctive like riffs. Or licks mm-hmm. that you can pull out of it, and some of the parts don't feel like they even repeat that distinctively. Yeah, exactly. It has that air of just like things that fit in the key. It's not quite jazz, but it's just like it's like a loose jam feel. Yeah, it does. It. it does have that like kind of free, like what I would say is like this free jazz thing, where where like everyone's kind of soloing and trying to work it together. But no one's like soloing, soloing because it's still like rhythmic, you know, it's still like the background, Yeah. but it doesn't feel um, 
plant sometimes. Yeah. Even though maybe that's the trick. Maybe that's the (laughs) the prestige of like, we knew what we were doing the whole time. And you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Wow. Um, But yes, I, I, I do know what you mean there. Okay, yeah, because that's where I struggled to take notes with this one, because generally we're like, here's the chorus riff, or like, here's the intro riff. Um, With this, there's not really distinctive riffs. Yeah, Um, I mean, there's definitely, like, we can pull out some of the parts, like, well, what's interesting about the very start to me is it feels like they're just kind of casually strumming this guitar. It's like an electric guitar, but, like, softly, and it feels like they're really, like, limp-wristed about it. Mm-hmm. Like, like they'll strum and it'll get louder, and then it kind of like fades out, and they'll like stop strumming or like the like miss the note kind of thing. Like if you're just not paying attention and like you strum and it, like you weren't, you don't hit the string hard enough, so your pick just kind of stops or something. Like it has that kind of feeling to it. It's very like mellow. Yeah, like they're letting the amp do a lot of the work. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> definitely yeah like quiet yeah so it's it's an odd vibe and i guess it's part of that like sleepy vibe because really it's a lullaby that's right this is a lullaby with a full backing band we've got <laughs> yeah. one two three four five six dudes playing on this and uh yeah it's uh it's not something that we've come across all that much but um but there is a lot of stuff happening like there's oh, that yeah. guitar and like there's, there's like a bass and like an organ too playing yeah and that like organ comes in with a little like just kind of like briefly and it's a very distinct noise that comes in but it's so yeah. brief yeah and i think even a mandolin like there's a higher guitar sound like that sounds like it's two strings at a time which would okay be a mandolin well it's Bob Dylan and Robbie Robertson are both credited with guitar on this. Actually, Robbie Robertson is credited with guitars. Guitars. Plural. I have seen <laughs> Levon Helms play a mandolin. Okay. Definitely. I don't know if it's it only means credited anything. with drums on this one, but that's the Wikipedia personnel. Okay, and it could and it could still be a guitar. Don't, could still be a guitar. It could still, yeah. Just played high. Um, but yeah, you're right. There is like higher strings on here. And then yeah, like the vocals too. Like, he sings them, I don't know about laid back, but soft. Yeah, it's not the typical Bob Dylan strain. With this, this is, like, the second time we've talked about Bob Dylan where it's not, like, distinctly Bob Dylan right off the bat. Yeah, not, like, the Bob Dylan voice. Yeah, particularly on the fast version, he sounds like the, the, the Bob Dylan voice. Right. But on right. this one, it's, it's much, right. he's kind of lower in the mix. Very relaxed. Yeah. And then there's that, like, what I thought might be a mandolin, the, like, guitar thing. Mm-hmm. Leads into the the chorus, which is very much louder. Very much louder. <laughs> yeah. So everything picks up. He starts belting. Which is not yeah, it does have conducive a mandolin to, to it. lullaby. But no. Yeah, the bass is even grooving. It's doing this sort of upward run. Um, Yeah, everything gets kind of like blockier um, in that everything's kind of like playing like full chords kind of thing at this point. Yeah, where everybody was like soloing individually, we've now all come together to just do a straight rhythm. 
Yeah, uh, except for like the organ, which is playing this like back and forth thing. Right. But like for the most part, it's like chords now. Yeah, it's all a little more unified here. Which kind of makes sense. Um, and then it's like right. Oh, there's like some softer trills near the end. Yeah. Um, that leads us into the next part. Yeah, so the like the end of the chorus sort of breaks down again. And then that I don't know if that's the mandolin guitar that's doing that like Yeah, that's what I was calling a mandolin. I don't know if it's a mandolin, but it still kind of sounds like a mandolin to me. It could I be a banjo just, as well. I think it's I, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a guitar. Maybe it's a guitar. I don't know. <laughs> I know the band makes that kind of noise a lot, but maybe it is. I don't know. It's it's got strings and they're strumming it, man. That's all I need to know. Yeah. Anyway, let's see. Um, that thing strums more. There's more strumming. Yeah, vigorous. Um, That's kind of a big move. It'll pull that a few more times, that really fast strum. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, I always associate with the image from uh, Rotel Dorado, where he's like, it's like a lute or something. Oh, yeah. Where he's just like strumming fast and staring. Like, they're not doing that, but they could be. They could be. It would um, certainly be visually striking. Yeah, there's there's more piano in here too. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's piano before. There's piano now, playing some like chords. Yeah, so like it I is building. Yeah, but it still keeps this like sleepy vibe. Mm-hmm. At least for the verses. Yeah, it's uh, when we come into the next chorus. There, I think we get some really big drums. Oh yes, definitely. And the bass is doing that thing again. Every once in a while, you get, you get that bass. And you yeah. Hear, I don't know what happens. I guess things aren't playing as much. But the bass, you're like, yeah, bass. Yeah, so he gets just a little space so you can hear him doing an upward run. And you're like, oh, the bass here is fucking great. And then it's gone. I don't know what it is about the bass. It doesn't even have to do any hardly anything. You're I like, know. like yeah. that's I could play that. Great. I love that. <laughs> Amazing! Wow! 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 Is this music? Four uh, notes in a row. <laughs> um, and yet it works. I don't know how. Oh, it's good shit. Um, what are? Where are we? We're in the chorus still. We're in uh, the chorus. There's organ doing this like alternating between two chords. I'm trying to hear it now. There's like ba da da da. You know, organ does that all the time. Don't even know what it is really. Just like alternates between chords. Oh yeah, chords. it's an organ move. I think it's like strumming a guitar. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing you do sometimes. Yeah, so it does that alternation there, um, and then we start to bring it down again for the final "May You Stay Forever Young." Mm-hmm. And from here, we Bob Dylan gives us a harmonica break, if not a solo. At least the harmonica joins in. Sorry, I'm trying to find it. I don't remember harmonica in this version. Oh, it's uh about three. If you go three, oh. three forty. Okay, sorry. I'm I'm a verse off. I'm a verse off. Oh, are you? Uh, in my I notes. might have jumped ahead actually. Um, there is another verse that I think we haven't discussed. Very similar. There's like more of that fast strumming thing that I thought might be a mandolin. Uh, the piano chords are a little more distinct and like it plays like quarter notes of the odd eighth. Um. Yeah, and then another chorus, which I didn't notice differences in. 
Yeah, was, it's the same as the last one. Which yes, is why then I the think. instrumental outro, and then it's kind of a yeah. harmonica solo, but because everything else is doing so much, it almost doesn't feel like a solo. Yeah, but it is, I believe, the harmonica that closes us out. Yeah, yes, the harmonica plays like the resolution of the song. Yeah, and like things start really ripping in the last like 20 seconds. You're like 4.30, piano's giving her... Yeah, and if it's like this is really where you get that like freeform jam feeling. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I'm trying to remember what song we talked about now. Um where it was like it was Bob Dylan and the band from one of their like demos and it just sounded like they were fucking around. Like it was hard to like this, hard to pick out like what was actually happening. Um, there's like was a lot that of stuff. like a very recent one? I feel like it wasn't that long ago, but it could have been like the last six months because I don't think it was uh, Mighty Quinn. Okay, and it wasn't Ring of Fire, was it? Mm, I don't think it was Ring of Fire. No, it wasn't was, Ring of Fire. It was from 67 to 69, so yeah, that, wouldn't, that probably was not with the band. Um, I don't know which other ones we've had Bob Dylan on for. Um, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Probably for his cover of N.I.B. by Black Sabbath. Yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> he didn't do, like, Black Magic Woman. Which one sure was you're not it? thinking of Hindu love gods? No, theirs was pretty simple. It wasn't... He didn't do his Sisters of Mercy, did he? No. Did he do the Jeopardy theme? Speaking of lullabies for your son, the Jeopardy theme. <laughs> All right, I don't remember. Um... All right. We will we will ignore it and move on to the we fast version. Pretend that didn't happen. And we will talk about the fast version right after I summarize the slow version. Lots of instruments playing, sometimes very softly, sometimes very freely, and also lots of contrast between the verses and the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, I would the the verses are much more of a lullaby than the chorus. Yeah. So this is the the fast version is the the not-too-sentimental version. Yes. It's just under three minutes, whereas the slow version is about five minutes. And uh, it's faster. Yeah. For sure. Um, it it doesn't feel like a, uh, a lullaby. Um, and it's, it's more like defined. It yeah. feels more like they're playing a rehearsed song as opposed to the other one. It sounds like tightly rehearsed rock yeah. and roll and rhythm yeah. and blues. Yeah, it actually comes in with like an electric little electric guitar riff and like the harmonica starts to kind of chug and play some notes. Yeah. Bob Dylan's harmonica playing is maybe a little loose, like that's kind of how it's defined. Right. Like that's how he plays the harmonica and that's what he's doing here. Yeah. He's not like, and then he yeah. comes in full on Bob Dylan. Now Bob Dylan, singing to my son. Yeah, and like we've got drums already. Kind of classic yeah. stuff where like little guitar riff between the lines kind of thing. Um, an actual kind of guitar riff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all Rhythm. the same instruments. Yeah, it's the like same the stuff. The organ's there, the piano's there. And then uh, after that verse, it goes right into a little harmonica solo with some organ and... I mean, they're yeah. always strumming acoustic guitar because that's what you do. As you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he rips past those uh, what is the chorus just becomes the end lines of each verse. 
Yeah, I guess he does say it. I was thinking, like, they don't... Yeah, it's, it's become a refrain, really. Yeah. They kind of stuck it onto the end. It doesn't feel separate because they don't treat it as a chorus. Like they yeah. do in the slow version. He says it twice. May you stay forever young. May you stay forever young. And it's... Yeah, which yeah. I Boom, think harmonic in the break. slow version, then he says forever young. Like, there's a whole yeah. other... Like, there's more, right? Yeah, that's a he, yeah, okay. he goes up and... All right. Sorry, I was just trying to make sure I had it right in my no, head. No, you, you got it right. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, harmonica break. That it's the same shit on the second verse, really. Yeah. Um. I feel like the refrain section really feels like it builds quite a bit in this one. I'm trying to remember if it's actually yeah. different from the previous one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Lots of good. I mean, if you like the band, this is their sound in the background. Um, yeah. If you like Bob Dylan, he is also there, and he's got some of his harmonica. So, like, if you like these two things, this is them together. Uh, this is, I think, a pretty. It's. It doesn't feel like I said. Doesn't feel like a. Um, like a lullaby, but it feels a lot more like folk song, like an electric folk song. Yeah, this one it's it almost sounds like he's singing it more to the people. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. a something that you'd say to somebody you met it's on like general your travels. Thing. Yeah. Um, let's see a few other things. Um. They do harmonica solos in the place of the uh, chorus every time. Yeah. Um, they it's a more like traditional build. Um, like uh, let's see in the in the verses or the next verse, like the the way the guitar is playing, like it's muted in the second verse, and then in the third verse, it's like ringing out more, still muting, but does some more less muting. Yeah. Um, and then by the that last harmonica solo section, there's like an electric guitar that's ringing out more, and you kind of get that. I don't know if it's a wah effect or like a whammy bar. Uh, so I like tell you, dog. Something like you that. Know, you know that kind of sound. Um, so they do do a build. This one is like more raucous, but it also feels more structured mm-hmm. than the previous one. Yeah, and they and they they fit it all into under three minutes, so it's it is the tighter package version. Yeah, uh, but not the one people went for. No, I think the I think the original's got a, or the the slow version rather has a little more heart to it. I think the chorus is really the selling point of True. this song. It definitely feels like significant mm-hmm. for reasons I can't totally explain. Like of all the songs on. Of all the songs Bob Dylan plays on uh, on The Last Waltz, this was the one that I remembered. Mm-hmm. And I don't totally understand why, but it seems to have that. Yeah, well, so Bill Flanagan, who's a guy, he's like an American author and radio host, writes this about Dylan and the band. He says, they got together and quickly knocked off an album, Planet Waves, that featured two versions of a blessing from a parent to a child. In the years he was away from stage, Dylan had become a father. He had that in common with a good chunk of the audience. The song reflected it. So it seems to be that the the slow version re- reflected a, a sort of personal truth that was widely accessible. Right. Whereas the fast version kind of tries to cover that part up. Yeah, I guess maybe make it more marketable or something. 
Yeah, well, by Dylan's own admission, he says he, he made that one to make it seem, quote, like, not too sentimental. Yeah, which is <laughs> kind of funny. You're just like, eh, this is too sentimental. We'll do it again, but put them both on. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting approach. But I guess it's kind of like yeah. um, Pill Form Number 1 and Pill Form Number 2 by Gord Downey off mm. of Battle of the Newts, which is like the same song, but one's fast and one's slow. Oh, yeah. It's like It's No Game by David Bowie. It is like It's No two. Game Part 1 and 2. Yeah. Same song twice. Same song twice. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Forever Young. Yeah, I, I, me personally, I think the slow version's got a little more weight. I think, I, I think the chorus is what makes this song. Like, Forever Young! You're like, oh yeah, sing it, Bob Dylan. Yeah. It's one of those simple choruses that you can just like belt out powerfully. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, I that's get all it. you need. I get it. Um, another thing you're going to need, though, like eight cover versions. The first one being Joan Baez? 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 Uh, I think it's Baez. Baez. That makes sense. Joan Baez. Have we talked on, about her before? The name on on seems familiar. She does, uh, you know, covers and stuff. She does, she does actually a lot of like folk covers. Yeah, she's pretty well known. Yeah. Um, Joan Baez, 1974, American singer, songwriter, musician, and activist, fluent in Spanish and English. Um, she's also recorded uh, songs in six other languages. Her acclaimed songs are Diamond and Rust and covers of Phil Oche's There's But for Fortune, The Bands, The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down. Right, that's... She's also known for... yeah. Her cover yeah. of The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down is, like, why I know her name probably most. Well, of. yeah, probably. Uh, Farewell, Angelina. Love is just a four-letter word. Forever young. Here's to you, Joe Hill. Sweet Sir Galahad. And we shall overcome. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. A lot of those are, like, of folk classics. A lot of, a lot of covers. covers. Um, worth noting that I guess this one must have done well because Wikipedia lists it as one of the songs she's known for. Um, yes. And I think I it's think a pretty good version. She's kind of sometimes the one to like popularize these songs even if later the originals become more popular like she was right. popular enough that like people would probably some of these people covered it because of her version kind of like how lulu popularized the man who sold the world but i think nowadays most people don't even think about that version yeah absolutely 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 and she kind of reminds me we talked about sisters of mercy a few months back mm -hmm. uh judy collins did a cover of it and they, i think they both have a similar sort of old folk tone to them yeah i mean this is folk stuff and this is like folk revival stuff in the 70s probably 60s and 70s yeah more accurately um but this one feels a little more conventional so it's like the more conventional version of the slow one yeah, so we get like a piano doing like a, a, a sweet little arpeggio with some gentle uh, rhythm guitar bringing us in. Yeah, like finger-picked guitar also. Yeah. Um, like picking out a chord. And it's that, I think maybe strings come? No, more stuff comes in. But yeah. That's the, that's the intro. She comes in with her vocals. Yeah, um, strings come in very... actually because she kind of splits the verse in half. So strings will come in for the May You Build a Ladder yeah, Excuse that's right. Stars. And that's that's about the forty second mark those will come in. And uh she also cuts out that first chorus. Goes right into the second verse. That's um, right. And of course now the strings are all playing. Still fairly slow. Um there's a bass here. I didn't 
notice exactly when it came in, but it's definitely it comes in on with the, the strings, but it does oh, okay. it does come in there. Yeah. Um. Oh no! I actually wrote that down in the first verse with the strings, Alex. Oh, yeah, because I I didn't notice it until either the Don't chorus you. or the second verse, and yeah, I had to go right. back. I was like, when does yeah. it come in? Me too. <laughs> I wrote down like, there's a bass here. How long is there been a bass? Uh. Anyway. Yeah. And then and more so strings come, come out, in. in. Yeah. The, in that and second also verse. drums for the second verse. Oh, drums. Yeah. So it's it's another like when I said more conventional, it's because of that build. Yeah, that, and that's classic build-up, right? Yeah, like, now we'll add strings, and now we'll add higher strings, because those are more intense, and some drums. Yeah, really cetera, pushing what you can do with the strings, being like, we can do a low build, we can do a high build. Yeah, because so there really are, do. like, <laughs> low strings, high strings, and there's, like, kind of two yeah. sections. Um, and then and they go even higher they on do, the, course, in the course, if you can imagine. And I think also, like, there's another sound in there. I think the low ones also go higher. So, like, you don't have the low strings anymore, which kind of, like, middle and high strings now. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of an interesting sound. And, uh, oh, backup singers. And that's several right. tracks on Joan, Joan's voice, Joan Baez's voice. Yeah. Um. There's piano the, chords, but it kind of gets lost here. You, they're not as Yeah, I can't really pick them up. Yeah, I think they're there, but like they play along with other stuff, so they kind of blend in. Right. That's, like everything yeah. in the first half of that that chorus is built to to go up. Like you can hear the clear rising pattern. The dun, 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 dun. like it's yeah trying to push you up as high as you can, and then we on the second half of the chorus sort of ride it back down. And. Yeah, that's that's that chorus into another yeah. verse because we cut way back down for the for the verse. Yeah, um, similar to like the Bob Dylan version did that on the slow version too. The yep. end of the chorus tucks you back in. Tucks you back in exactly. <laughs> um, back to that piano. Piano playing like arpeggios. Um, yeah, I believe the guitar is as well. Um, yeah, that's that again. That finger plucked. Yeah, the low strings stick around there. But then they the do, high strings yes. come back at in yeah. the second half. And I think they go even higher this time. Yeah, around like 230. Like they oh, go up yes. very high. That's where they go really high. So like there's yeah. another chorus there, I think. Or definitely in the chorus, but sounds like before the chorus. Yeah, just before the chorus too. They yeah. they hit a really high note. <laughs> yeah, the strings go way up. Um and I think because of that the piano is easier to hear yeah in this other chorus because i think it's in both and then i this this is i think when i i said this before but i think this is actually where it happens where the low strings go up right um and then they're not like low strings anymore because they're playing higher <laughs> but they're still lower than the other strings yeah they're mid strings yeah mid strings <laughs> and that's like the big chorus that's like the yeah. height of everything because those strings go way up. Yeah, and then once that one sort of crashes, we do like a instrumental fade out. Um, she's doing this vocalization. She goes, Aah! "Sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear you. I think you cut out for a second there." Oh probably. yeah, it's probably because I was too high up. It didn't want you to get those. She's doing a real <laughs> that high is very like, possible. Like ooh, like a. Yeah, I did it again. Yeah, yeah so there okay. you go. <laughs> You're talking too high. Which, like, I didn't even think it was that high. 
Yeah, I, yeah. But I guess it, probably if you change the frequency too fast. Yeah, maybe it thinks it thinks there's a, a technical difficulty. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and then it kind of cuts back down again, and then just goes to the piano, and guitar, arpeggios, and then fades out on that. Yeah. So yeah, that that version. Again, I'll say it for a third time. Sounds more conventional, folky to me. Um, possibly because Joan Baez is fairly influential in like what folk sounds like in right. this time and period. It seems like, like you said, she was able to make stuff that was consumable for a wider audience. Yeah, she seems rather, to... rather than this loose five-minute jam, she she's got a f- f- just under four-minute piece here. That's true. It it definitely it feels tighter. Um, mm-hmm. And it sounds it's like very pretty sounding. Yeah, like it's it's nice. It's pleasant. And the choruses are huge, like in terms of that upward rise, like massive. Yeah, it it maintains the like pleasant sounds, but also reaches up high, reaches heights, goes up, reaches heights, reaches heights. You know, not that that's like totally out there, but it does do that. Well, you know what is totally out there is this next cover by Harry ah, Belafonte, yes. Harry 1981. May you stay for Evian. Oh, yes. May you stay for Evian. Who I will admit I only know is music from Beetlejuice, which okay. second admission, I've never actually watched all of Beetlejuice. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I know of his name more than anything. I had to look up what he was famous for. Dubbed the King of Calypso. Uh, he's a Jamaican-American mm-hmm. singer, songwriter, activist, actor. Still alive. Uh, yeah, still alive. Banana Boat Song is his big one. Yep. Brackets Deo. Deo. And um, then the th- jump in the line. Yeah. So, but I, I believe it's Banana Boat Song that yeah. is like exactly what the, the group Big Daddy parodied when they did the once in a lifetime cover yes absolutely so that was so yeah this that's still that's this still that's still a weird thing but uh yeah harry belafonte's pretty big deal i mean like yeah. you said king of calypso uh and he was i think born in like he was american born yeah i believe so in any case um this is a definite caribbean feel Oh yeah, but, it, and it's a, a like a medley piece. It's it combined with a song called Jabulani. Yeah, which is Zulu. Yeah, uh, and I guess it means rejoice or something like that. Mm-hmm. I translated the the Zulu lyrics. Uh, they're pretty loose. Okay. Um, what do you got? Let's say hello, all you people. Listen to us. Talk to you soon. And then the next line just says my because I think it's just. I don't think it's actually words. Uh, then leave me alone, all of you, my people. Eternal life, whoa, you live forever. All right. And then <laughs> well. the second section we have either. Let's say hello. Rejoice, rejoice. And then some stuff that didn't get translated. We have either. Eternal life, whoa, you live forever. Again. So uh, that's a direct translation um, from Google. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, rejoice, I think, was right. I think yeah. we got that one on rejoice the money. Rejoice seems to be seems to be the thing. Other than that, talk about living forever as well. 
Um, I don't know. Really uh, which I guess makes sense with leave me alone, all of the... you. I feel like that's potentially a mistranslation or yeah, that's or something, gotta be something different. Um, some of the stuff like let's say hello. Okay. Again, it seems like there's more meaning there that we're missing out on because it's a direct translation. Um, yeah. Done by Google. So yeah, I feel like I I don't know. I don't know what it means. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much there. closer brought us to anything meaningful. That is <laughs> my step. That is my three-second Google translation. Yeah. Um. So this one opens up with drums. That it does. That it does. And, and then this little like call and response horn. Yeah, I think saxophone. Like electric yeah, guitar yeah, yeah. is like strumming, and then saxophone. And then a synthesizer. I believe it's a synthesizer. Sometimes yeah. it sounds like a flute, but here it sounds like a synthesizer. Yeah, it's just got enough of that, like, not a flute tinge to it. Yeah. Later on, it sounds more like a flute, but then I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Yeah, it's playing real up high there. Um, then we have that first section of uh, the, the Zulu singing. Yeah. Jabulani, Jabulani. This is being they- sung by, like... Like backup vocal. This is like a whole like backup chorus. Yeah, singing this first so, yeah. section. Harry Belafonte doesn't come in with the lyrics until about forty-five seconds in. And when we we get to that, we switch to some some hand drums. It was like a kit drum before. Now it's more hand drum dominant. Um, a lot more like rhythm going on. Sounds like Sebastian the Crab. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's probably what Sebastian the Crab was meant to sound like. Yeah, I, I would be willing to bet. Like, this guy, he's a big deal. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, so it's like it's a... I, I don't know enough about Calypso. Did you study Calypso in your world music class, uh, Alex? We talked about it a little bit. I forget most of it, though. Um, okay. It is... Interestingly, he was... An American born of Jamaican ancestry and then performed Calypso, which is, I guess, related, but generally associated with uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. I guess it's not like that much of a jump. Yeah, not a huge Close jump, enough together, and they both have similar, like, colonial histories right. in that they speak English because of for yeah. colonial reasons. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, yes. so, so when we get into the, I forget the specifics the... of Calypso music is what I'm trying Fair to enough. say. Um, um, it seems to be like yeah. chill rhythm guitar, hand drums. Yeah, the rhythm guitar, like very rhythmic. Um, yeah. Just wanted to talk about and very that. consistent. Like it's not a lot of like a lot of the motion in this song is from the the vocals where the backup choir will come in and be like forever, forever, ever young. Yep. May you stay. Yeah. yeah, like that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, he does big, like, may you stay? Because <laughs> he sounds good. He's got a cool yeah. voice. He's got a great voice. Um, It's, like, very iconic, I guess. Yeah, we're and just the vibe on this compared to any other version is very out there. Yeah, very different. It's, like, much it's more active. It's very joyful. Um, and especially, like, combining it with this, like, rejoice thing. It mm-hmm. definitely gets more of, like, like, we talked about... The original, like the slow version being more of a personal thing, and then the fast version maybe being more of like singing out to a group. Mm-hmm. And this 
definitely like keeps that singing yeah. out to a group vibe. Yeah, it seems very Feeling. celebratory, like a, a celebration of life and acknowledging that maybe while it is impossible to stay forever young, that we can still wish that to each other. Yeah. And uh, also some good cool sounds, because like, we, we don't talk about Calypso nearly enough. No, um, clearly not. Or, or we don't get the opportunity to talk about Calypso nearly enough. And uh, it's got a cool Calypso sound. I mean, he's the king, man. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like throwing in this other song, whose general vibe just seems to be like right on, let's rejoice. Like it's pretty seamless integration, particularly because I can't understand what they're true, saying. True, true. Like I, I believe it. Maybe yeah. if I knew both languages um, more, uh, or you know the other language. Yeah, more. if I was if I was at all familiar with <laughs> with Zulu language, <laughs> maybe like, it, maybe it's terrible fit i don't know but it it seems to work at least musically um i yeah. also like how the like jabulani they kind of like separate them musically at least at first like they come mm-hmm. so they come in with that other verse they do like um two verses and two choruses of forever young um and then they get sorry i lost my spot they get back into this jabulani song and bring the synthesizer back Bring the saxophone back. Oh yeah, and uh, that's around like the oh, two ten, two fifteen mark there. Yeah, and then hang on a sec. Excuse me, and then like everything is sticks around when they go back. At least the the synthesizer sticks around for the third verse of Forever Young. Yeah, that's the thing is, since the, the backup vocalists are at, like, the same level they are when they finish the, the Jabulani segment, and that flute's sticking around, like, it pretty seamlessly meshes those two threads together into a big final verse. Yeah, and then another big final chorus, where the saxophone mm-hmm. comes back. Yeah, and that's, like, a fucking minute long, isn't it? <laughs> it's, I mean, I didn't time it, but I'll take your word for it. Um the back vocals are like doing even more stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they just, like, yeah, just like gets more complex there. And a cowbell, this cowbell. Yeah, cowbell comes in, um, and then he starts doing more ad libbing once he runs out of That's actual right. chorus. In your heart, in your soul, yeah. in your mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he just keeps running between those for basically a minute. <laughs> yeah, and it fade. Oh yeah, it fades out for a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> And he's just like singing those backup lines, um, yeah, it's a, it's a like very energetic version. Yeah, that, and like uh, sitting to sitting and like taking notes, listening to it, I was like, okay, maybe this is a little long, but I think in the environment it's meant to be listened to, where you're probably dancing to this. It's v- yeah, much more it's active. Probably exactly and the right length, especially compared to the like, well, the slow versions, but really any any of them. Yeah. Much stronger um, rhythm. Yeah. A real standout version in terms of what it does, and it's it's pretty fucking fun. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Pretenders in 1994, Alex. And, and Bob Clear Mountain.
Well, he's the producer on it. I don't yeah. really know why they they list. He's him. like listed as a featuring artist, but he seems to be the producer. Well, I I read his his Wikipedia page. Yeah, he's uh, a big deal producer. He did Born in the USA yeah. and other stuff that I also read but didn't write down. I read uh, Tunnel of Love, Born in the USA. Okay, yep. Let's Dance. He worked on. I think I don't think he necessarily did the full albums in all these cases, but like maybe right. worked on like mixed some of the songs some of the songs um i know we've talked about him before he, because uh, i knew that he was the producer for yeah. <laughs> born in the usa but the i don't Hol- remember when the hollow notes album with out of touch on it oh nice um hollow notes yeah or sorry daryl hall and john oates you don't have what are they gonna come find you <laughs> just being respectful alex we heard what you said on cover me <laughs> You're not allowed to listen to our music anymore. I don't want to give them another reason. That's all. <laughs> um, okay. So, yes, this is, this is uh, Pretenders, which is another rock band name I recognize, but don't yeah. know anything about them. I have listened to the, if you go to their page, listen to 200 Miles, or 2,000 Miles, rather. I will walk 2,000 miles. <laughs> Um, I recognize the guitar riff on that. And apparently, it's played a lot at Christmas time. It's about one of their one of the oh. members of their band who died. They do say Christmas time. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing I could recognize because that guitar yeah. riff. I was like, oh, I, I recognize that. But otherwise, yeah, they're pretty successful. They're in the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as of two thousand five. Okay. And uh, I'll stand by you is one of their big ones. They, uh, yeah, like you, I was like, I recognize the name. Do not recognize. Yeah, because we had a conversation. A we we had a conversation in high school, okay? Because you said there's a there's a line in uh, the Crucible where someone mm. uses the word "marvelous pretenders," and you said that would be a good band name, but there's already a band called the Pretenders. <sighs> Do you remember saying that? Because I remember I, you saying that. That sounds like something I probably Googled it. I probably um, just fucking Googled it and it was just like, oh shit. Because you were in the Crucible at the time. I was. That was yes, I, that I was played the Giles Corey. School play uh, that was going on. Anyway, and yeah, all I, that was the thing you said. Hung out in class, would talk about band names or like David yeah. Bowie. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That does that does strike true. I, I seem to remember that. Yeah. So it would be, but there are already the Pretenders. So that was yeah. basically my knowledge of the Pretenders was they were the reason that. I couldn't have a band called the Marvelous Pretenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the album is called Last of the Independents, which right. is a bit pretentious. Yeah, little did they realize indie music was only just about to take off. Yeah. Because uh, this was 1984. I don't... You probably said that. I did say that. Because you always do. I'm on top of it. Um, but what happens in this version? Good things? Um, yeah, it's very, very soft rock. Yeah, they slowed um, way down. This this reminds me of, like, like adult contemporary from yeah. a decade after this came out. So maybe that's just the progression of what happens to alternative music. Is maybe. It eventually becomes adult contemporary. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, this really, like, tinkly guitar, this... Some yeah. ambient synth is how you kind of fades in. Honestly, that tinkly guitar might also be synth. I might be wrong it's, on it being a guitar. It sounds kind of harpsichordy. Yeah. Um, that's really or like 
I guess harpsichlav or whatever. If that's even a real thing. Might just be like a Yamaha preset. Yamaha! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then they do have some more guitar in as well, I think. Yeah, it comes in on, I think, both sides. This, uh, like a very light guitar. I think it's a drum machine doing the drums. Yeah, it does seem to be a drum machine because it's that like kind of clicky. And they keep it mellow. They keep it yeah. mellow. But like, yeah, even her, her vocal performance is very mellow. Yeah, but like, there's enough kind of synth around, like filling out the space, um, that has a similar effect to like the strings in the Joan Baez version. But they're already there, yeah. so like, it's very full, but mellow. Yeah, full and mellow. That is an accurate description. And even in the chorus, like it swells, but it's not that much bigger it's more wide than it is high like it's... yeah Com- like compared to the what they do like the dynamic range of the original version they don't have that same they they keep kind of the the texture which yeah. is usually what what i use to describe music from the 90s that i don't fully understand well, it's that it has a texture it's a texture sometimes it's the 80s this. too Oh, yeah. Hmm. Sometimes it's just all the time, just music. All the time. Like, I don't get it. There's a lot of things happening. It's a texture. I think it's a good word to throw out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whenever you're talking about wine, you talk about tannins or whatever. This, you're like, oh, yeah, the texture. Uh, the economy. Uh, <laughs> textures. <laughs> uh, yes. So, what else do they do? Uh, the, uh, the drums add in like chorus. a bass hit. Oh, yeah, back of vocals. Yeah. Drums add in so, a little bit more. They have that have a basic going going on. Okay, is that on the chorus or does that stick around for the verse? Um, it probably sticks around. Yeah, sticks around. Okay. I first noticed it on the. Right. Yeah. So you, again, a classic build-up technique. Yeah. Drum comes in for the chorus, simmers down a bit for the next verse, but it's but, higher than it yeah, was before. Keep a couple of things. Um, there's like a guitar that plays in that chorus, like right at the start, and it like plays one chord and then just doesn't yeah. do anything else. I think the whole time. I didn't hear it come back. Yeah. Yeah, it does. What a thing to do. I know. Like, what? how do you make that decision? Like, you're doing this whole mixing thing. Maybe there was a whole guitar part they had, and then whoever was mixing, Bob Clearmountain, potentially, Yeah. was just like, I like this second of it. Yeah, he's like, we're going to fade that out. <laughs> It's like the busiest guitar playing. He's like, nah. Yeah, there was like a ripping guitar solo over top of this chorus. He was like, maybe not. <laughs> That's why we hire Bob. That's right. Um, Doubles up vocal tracks on the line. Stand. Where do my notes go on this? Stand upright and be strong. A double track starts there. Okay. Okay, there's something else that happens. I will tell you about it. Tell me about it. At about 122, when right after she sings the lights surrounding you line, like between the halves of the verse, the guitar yeah. plays a little lick. Dun, 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 and it sounds like sing, which is... Oh, yeah, that little like... <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the song Sing, which I, I think the Carpenter's version is the best known, but it's originally from Sesame Street. Sing Street. I think that's something interesting. Else. Yes, yes, the same. What C-same. that was a that was like a a comedy uh, routine that I saw. For, I think it was from the '90s. 
I don't remember because I used to watch a lot of comedy routines from the 90s where a guy was like, I learned phonics from Seasame Street or something. Like, I don't uh, remember the whole joke, but that was part of it. Right. And the joke is that he... He doesn't know how to pronounce phonics. sesame because it's spelled sesame. weird. Come on, guy. Um, But what else is going on in this version, Alex? Uh, uh, no more Sesame Street references. That that's for sure. I don't think the second chorus didn't strike me as being any different. No, I didn't notice any difference in the chorus. I think after it we get a little guitar solo. We do. Um, they kind of like do the descending pattern with like a little string bend thing at the end, as the synth oh, yeah. progressively gets louder. That's really what like the guitar solo or the guitar section is. Yeah. Bam 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 bam. Wow wow. Yeah, I guess it's not much of a solo. It's more of an interlude. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I call it a solo too, but it's like, it's not like the shredding. I don't know where you draw the line. Yeah, like how unique does it have to be throughout yeah. its composition to be a solo? A solo doesn't really have to be improvised, I guess, either. So. Yeah, I mean, you can have pre-planned solos, I guess. Yeah, and sometimes, like, it's not, I mean, shredding is not the only way to go certainly for a guitar solo so really yeah, if the guitar's the focus i would say it's a solo it's short anyway yeah because then it goes right into the third verse um, yeah did you know i i guess what i noticed i didn't notice anything in the first half i noticed some things in the second half one that single guitar strum comes back yeah baby briefly <laughs> And two, there's like those synth vocals, like oh. yeah, they fill out the space with this oh. that sound. Um, yeah, that's what that's, I noticed. That's what I got verse. out of it. Um, and then the the next chorus bells right at the start. That's right. Yeah, it's these guys who are just making Christmas music. Yeah, it's all Christmas music. Um, and. At the end, like they do a, a cut down and like a little little guitar solo again, but there's like other things happening. There's a lot of other things that this is like I was saying with the texture, like it gets very full at this point, and then it, there's another little guitar thing after this chorus. But, but there's things happening. Yeah, it's like a big instrumental outro is what I've written here because apparently I couldn't be bothered to to name individual instruments. Yeah, and the bells do make it sound a little Christmassy. Yeah, mm. just a touch. But yeah, there's like throughout the whole thing, they 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 do a lot of like small subtle changes in instrumentation mm-hmm. because there's a lot going on sonically. It's hard to pick out sometimes some of the little things. Yeah, so they kind of pick up on that from the original song, which also had a lot going on True. sonically, but this one True. is more uh, more modern for one. Yeah, more modern, much less like technical like in terms of playing style happening and more technical right. in terms of production style. Yes. Yeah. It definitely feels like more, more went into it on the production side. Just maybe, I mean, differences in genre, differences in time period. Makes sense. Yeah. right? Mid seventies versus mid nineties. 20 years is a long time. That is a long time. Yeah. This one um didn't really strike me hard, but I think it is. Uh, maybe it is just because it feels a bit dated, like '90s dated. Yeah, definitely. Like you said it sounds like adult. It sounds like something my parents would have listened to. Honestly. Yeah, like it's passe because it. That's just how it 
what happened to it afterwards. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'd be curious what this was like when it was released, what this felt like. Yeah. Because I would um, be curious yeah. as well. It's kind of uh, unexciting to me. Yeah. But I think, like, structurally sound. It's not poorly made. Yeah. Just maybe not for me. Yeah. Um, things that are definitely for me. Ole, <laughs> do you think it's Ole or Ole? I don't know. There's no uh, accent on the E, but I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. I'll say Ole. Ole Thestrup the, in 2010, the Danish actor. Yeah, I mean, this is a whole album. The name of the Theater album concert. is Theater Concert. You know what so, it means? Theater Concert. I'm assuming. So it's I like, put it in Google. I was like, I got to check just to be sure. And I was like, yeah, Theater Concert. So I'm assuming it's like kind of musical theater presentation of all these yeah, songs. Um, I listened exact, to a couple more of them, and some of them definitely have more of a musical theater feeling. Compared to this mm-hmm. one, um, I thought this one was a lot more fun than some of the other ones. This uh, he, one's very fun. He also does a version of uh, Mighty Quinn on this album. And okay. uh, I think he sounds great in that. Yeah, the vibe on this to me is uh, somewhere between Alabama Song <laughs> and the, like that, uh, from the, the film Moulin Rouge, the, the ringmaster guy, the, the, the sort of fatter, I think he's red haired. Oh, yeah. Uh, with a mustache. Yeah, I mean, looking at this guy, kind of has. The, the the look is that look yeah it's kind of his vibe yeah but yeah so this is like polka is like the the main musical element here yeah it is but it, it starts with like record scratching that's right that's true <laughs> and then uh and then creates this between like the oompa sound but it's like the low is the bass and then a guitar or again maybe a mandolin yeah something with a, a high mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. muted mm-hmm. strum mm-hmm. Going back and forth between these, or maybe a ukulele. Right, yeah, it could be that yeah. too. But yeah, you're right. So the low end is one instrument, and that high end of the paw is another. Yeah. So, yeah, and he's he's like, like that's how it goes, like that low, and then a bass drum, boom, 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 um, and uh, he sings the verse, and he's like got a bit of an accent, but he's got a pretty good voice. Yeah, and it's and it's like old theater, like forever young. Right, it's like <laughs> it's novel because of that. Like it's it's old musical theater. Yeah, it's not like I mean, like I listened to again, like some of the songs of this album. Like the first one feels much more modern, but this one mm-hmm. is like like a few steps away from like opera. Like it's the like it's the less. Um, high class version of that i think yeah but it's not opera yeah. but i think it's it's closer than than modern musical theater is yeah it's, it's the people's opera you're right it's, it's people's not it's opera. like it's not high class this yeah. is um yeah gets into the chorus uh then drums come in they've got a lot of like clicking going on yeah whatever that means like i i'm at a loss genre wise what that means uh, yeah, everything's sort of in support of this like drunken oompa rhythm. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, also, a clarinet. Yeah, and I think possibly a trumpet. 
That might not come in yet, though. Yeah, um, is that like near the it. end of the first chorus there? The <sighs> horns come in a bit? Yeah, they come in, and they play, like, the high end of the oompa. Well, the, fr- yeah. the, the, the clarinet joins the high end of the oompa for, I think, the whole thing. And then the second half, the clarinet starts to play along with a vocal melody. Right. Because he sings, stay forever young. Like, so it kind of plays along with that little yeah. melody. Yeah. So what's the one that comes in, like, 110? There's one doing a little... Is that the clarinet? Let me see. I think so. It's definitely like a woodwind sound. Yeah. That's what I was calling a clarinet. I mean, I could be wrong on the specific thing, but it's that... It's not a saxophone. No, it certainly isn't. Or it doesn't sound like one to me. It doesn't sound very, like, brass. Yeah, I think it's a clarinet slash general woodwinds. Yeah. And then, oh, so yeah, those come in, and then, and then, like the transition between the chorus back into the verse is like lo-fi drums, and again record scratching. Yeah, that record scratch, which is, I, I mean, I don't know who made that decision, but it's an interesting one. Yeah, it's a, it's a vibe. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? I this is where I actually I think this is where the trumpet comes in. Because, like, that high end kind of is a little bit more robust here mm-hmm. in this next verse. And then later on, you can hear both of them separate. Right. Uh, but it, it doesn't, like, the clarinet, it might just stick with the clarinet, I think. Because, like, the second verse is very similar to what they do in the chorus, which is, like, the, um, the clarinet kind of starts to do its own part in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once we get into the chorus, it actually starts to like do its own little do 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 thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, does that do 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 do? Yeah, they do like oh right do 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 do. It's like a slow. Like I don't know if I'd call it a trill because I think a trill is faster, but it might be. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, after that, we get another uh, record scratch. Drums and Lo-fi scratching. drum. And oh, then we yeah. do, like, the up an octave verse. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, I think it's a chord, like, key change. Up. Key change, I don't think yeah. it's full octave. Um, yeah, no, a full octave seemed too much, but I don't know what <laughs> seems like a lot, right? Phrase to use, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, like, it, it does, everything moves up a bit. Yeah, which is, like, also a very theater move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happens? I, they do, yeah, do that verse, do another chorus. Um, winds and trumpet are kind of doing again. They do like a different little like rising line there with a little riff. Yeah, that's got to be. You know what? It's got to be a ukulele. I just listened to the the end. It finishes on that. Oh yeah, that string instrument. I think that's a ukulele. Oh, it's just like a classic uke move. That little. Yeah, kind of is, eh? Yeah. That so yeah, a fun novelty piece. It is very amusing. Um I I'm like struck just by the fact that this exists. Like this is an yeah. entire album of Danish actors, performers, uh performing Bob Dylan songs. Yeah. So there's like Ballad of a Thin Man and All in the Watchtower, Mr. Tambourine Man, Knocking on Heaven's Door. It's all there. Maggie's Farm, Rainy Day Women. 
Yeah, Quinn the Eskimo douche. brackets the Mighty Quinn. I gotta remember to say the Mighty Quinn. Like a Rolling Stone, I shall be. It's all there. Times they are changing. Times they are changing. You know what else is changing? The song we're about to talk about. Oh, definitely. Uh, not really. At least the person performing it is Pete Seeger in Pete 2012. Pete Seeger. May you stay forever young. May you stay forever young. Pete Seeger, important guy. Mm-hmm. Important guy in folk music history. In fact, this is the Seeger from um, Bruce Springsteen's The Seeger Sessions album. The Seeger Sessions. Uh, he is a important folk musician who, uh, I think, my understanding is he, he recorded a lot of like traditional American folk songs, basically mm-hmm. to preserve them. Um, and like did a lot to preserve this music which was previously okay. not necessarily recorded because it's folk music right so throughout the uh, 20th century uh he's also apparently according to his wikipedia page sometimes credited with popularizing the banjo outside of appalachia which is kind mm. of a big deal because yeah he's definitely common. playing banjo on this um and he's pictured with a banjo like, on wikipedia so yes did you see the music video there is a music video no um it's it exists uh also supposedly he urged john hammond an a&r man to produce mm-hmm. bob dylan's first lp holy shit so he supported bob dylan from the start of right. his and recording career so this was made in 2012 so it was he was 92 music video yeah he's 92 years old he lived to 94 yeah Holy shit. Yeah. He had quite a life. He looks ancient. He He was old. Like fantasy character ancient in this music (laughs) video. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's like the music video. Well, maybe we'll talk about the song a little bit Yeah, let's talk about the song. Um, How does it start out? How does it start? Electric guitar riff in a Yeah, and like organ and banjo. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that playing under a lot of stuff. And then the big thing about this one is there's a lot of backup vocals. He's kind of like doing this spoken word thing, like half singing sometimes. Yeah, kind of like what Iggy Pop does in his newer albums. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and they both have that sort of old, low singer quality to them, which is why it that comparison popped into my head. Obviously, a lot of singers get old. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them sound croaky, but I think Iggy Pop does a lot of this, a similar kind of performance, but from a more punk rock root yes this is definitely not punk rock no. uh so and then yeah like like ton of backup vocals which according to the video are just a bunch of kids yeah it's like it's a children's choir um, yeah i could tell that even just from listening to it but yeah looking at the video it's apparent that it's you know some like youth group mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think if there's anything like I want to know banjo about in the back here, There's just banjo. doing a simple banjo. banjo rhythm. Um, a light like acoustic strum. There's piano doing some chords, very sparsely. Yeah, you get some tambourine coming in on the ladder line. Yeah, I would say overall, like nothing specific, like nothing about the instrumentation is like gonna blow you away. No, it's um, quite sparse, um, very simple. But, like, it's an interesting presentation in kind of the way he sounds. You know, he's got 92 years 
behind those yeah. vocals, which is always an interesting sound. Combining that with like a very young sound of the children's choir. Yeah, who come in for basically the chorus. Do kind of a cool effect. Forever young. Um, sorry, I'm trying to like summarize this for some reason. <laughs> uh, there's a new choral section. That's what you were talking about, right? Yeah. Um, like right kind of in the, I guess the middle. Yeah, it's like 125 or so. Yeah. After the second verse. And then they sing this whole like overlapping kind of forever, forever. Yeah, like they're all. Yeah, so one of them's doing the big long one and the others are going forever, forever, forever young. Yeah, so that's kind of the big addition of this one is that there's like, yeah, a whole section for the for the kids to do their thing. And then he comes back. So he's kind of like, it, it feels like this torch passing moment between this yeah. old guy and the next generation. I was just thinking, like, do you think any of these kids had a fucking clue who, who he was? was? <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt anyone involved in, in or any of them or many of them would have had an idea until like later of who this guy was. Yeah. Or, like, understood this idea of, like, this guy's been doing, like, good work in music for nigh on a century at this point. <laughs> like, like, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. <sighs> what happens? Violin. There's a violin later on. Yeah. Violin comes in. Um, and then it's him and the kids kind of near the end. He'll say, may you stay. May you stay. Oh, yeah. Kind of goes back and forth there for like because mm-hmm. he redoes the first verse at the end yeah that's right um and then like they start to remove elements at the end um and then eventually it's just like pete seeger saying forever yeah like yeah he, pauses. And he holds that and then he says young yeah so it's a it's definitely an interesting uh, interesting way to do it. Yeah, I mean, shit. I'll be thrilled if I can do anything at the age of 90. I'll be thrilled to make it to 92. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's a long way away. Yeah. Oof, 92. Um, I mean, I'll admit, as cool as this version is, the actual like music on it wasn't that exciting to me. Yeah, it's novelty in a different yeah. sense from the, it's novel the Danish form. In its conception. Yeah. But uh Like if I saw this at the community center, yeah. I'd be like right on. Yeah, and like I, I wouldn't have known like if I'd seen this happening, hypothetically, even though it didn't like mm-hmm. happen. Um I also wouldn't have known what was going on because I wouldn't That's know true. who Pete I, Seeger was and like <laughs> I wouldn't have recognized him even if I had, so I'd have like, who's this old fuck in this group of children he's abducted? Yeah. And then after the fact somebody'd been like, That's Pete Seeger. I'm like, I don't fucking know who that is. Is he related to Bob Seeger? Is he Bob's dad? What <laughs> Yeah, so this music video, um, I'm watching it now. Maybe you can break it down. It's pretty simple. It's yeah, it's like just it, it kind of cuts between like what appears to be some sort of public event with a lot of children at it um where he is at sometimes sometimes he's holding or playing a guitar or a banjo i think 
I'm blanking now. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, he's walking at, at some points playing a banjo. It's got, it's got a snark tuner on it. <laughs> um, and then it shows him in the studio performing, and it also shows him in the studio with them. So there's kind of like a few shots it cuts between. Yeah. Um, and also the video is like five minutes long. Despite the song being three minutes long, the rest okay. is it's all credits. It's all credits. Okay. It looks like this was for Amnesty International. Yeah. It definitely has that kind of vibe to it. Yeah. From Chimes of Freedom, the songs of Bob Dylan honoring 50 years of Amnesty International. Oh, it is from Amnesty International. Yeah. Huh. Um, it also... Suppo- according When I Googled it, the article was like video of pete Seeger singing forever young goes viral after his death so apparently it again but this is like random news article saying goes viral so like it increased in popularity a bit after right. he died two years later yeah it's random news articles like yeah. um it's like viral we, because that's the word we use even though it's very vague we were and short on headlines today yeah i listened to this pete Seeger song today so now it's viral so a hundred thousand other people I don't know. I don't know how many people listen to it. But yes, it, it does have like kind of a sterile feeling to it. But it's uh, no, they, it's not bad. It's novel. Uh, I, yeah. I've said all this already. I'm just repeating myself. You, said all, you know what they should have done in the video is they should have had him go, may you stay forever, and then your two minutes of credits, and then have and him then say, have yeah. Him say yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, you gotta stay, stick around and hear what he's gonna say next. Yeah, you're like, so you get people I'm on the edge of my credit. seat. What should I do forever, Pete Seeger? <laughs> this is young. And you're like, well, you fucked that one up, didn't you, Pete? Huh, Pete. We already knew that. We already knew that. Um, Alex. Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, surprisingly, the first and only country song we're going to talk about, or country version, rather, Blake Shelton in 2015. Forever young. Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton is a country performer, country music performer. He's on The Voice as a mm-hmm. as a judge slash coach, which is the reason I know who he is because my mom used to and or still does watch The Voice. Um, yeah. He has at least one really not very good song, and probably a lot of other songs that I don't know. Um, He's got a couple of duets with uh, Gwen Stefani because they're married for now. some reason. Oh. Yeah, they met on The Voice, as far as I know. He used to be married to Miranda Lambert. It's a whole thing. Miranda Lambert. Another country music artist. Uh, He also has a duet with Shakira that I don't think is very good. It's called Medicine. Shakira, Shakira. Also uh, a voice judge at one time or another. Um, This this, uh, version of Forever Young was recorded uh, for a movie about a dog called Max. Right from 2015. Um, something he's like an Afghanistan dog or something. I didn't read yeah, the whole plot synopsis. I did not read any of it. Um, and yeah, so joining him on this is uh, Gwen Sebastian, who I guess was a, a team oh, member on the is. Voice. I um, yeah, there are backup vocals on this. That's what I yeah, mean. That's... Um, what else is interesting to me to talk about this version a little bit? Um. Mm. His voice is kind of similar to Michael Bublé in that it's like very it like has a very synthetic sound to it. Yeah. It's like modern pop country where yeah. 
he can't sing the twang and sing in key. <laughs> so they they're like, well, we gotta synthesize this so that you can do both. There's a lot of synth on th- this one. Actually, seems to have like a if not an orchestra, like a band. Yeah, because it has a lot of a big big stuff going on, um, like rising strings and some synth stuff that leads us around. Yeah, it is very cinematic in its uh, in its instrumentation. Yes, it definitely feels like it's a sad part of the movie, or at mm-hmm. least somber. I don't know what. Yeah, so we get like big stringy sort of swell to start yeah. with. Yeah, and then that piano be like oh, super echoey piano too. Yeah. Yeah, this is really meant to like tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, and violin strings. That's right, baby. <laughs> Playing. Uh, I'm looking at my notes, and they don't like start till the second verse. He doesn't. <laughs> um, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's piano yeah. playing while he sings. There's oh no, they're there. Sh- I just didn't write a timestamp. Okay, it's a bit of string. Yeah. Um, the strings um, get really dramatic near the end of the chorus. I've written. Did I mean to say? Uh, the there's verse? no first chorus. I don't think. Right. Uh, there's no chorus between verse one and two. Okay, that's right. So I must be saying near the end of the, the refrain. The, yeah, the refrain. Because yeah. the end of the, I mean, the end of the verse is like the same as the end of the chorus. So. Yeah. Um. This also seems to add some clarinet in the second verse, okay. or like because it sounds more of a ba- like band sound, like a. Oh, is that what comes like in about like it might be like just after the one minute mark? Yeah, it's it's more like general woodwinds. Yeah, that. Yeah, as they found their lost dog or whatever. Or yeah, I think it's he's like a military dog. Like if you look at the album artwork, he's got like that vest thing on, like dog vest. Okay. I don't know if those are he's actually not just like Marty bulletproof. McFly, but a dog. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's he's got a life preserver. Of, got a life preserver. Fuck. Couldn't remember the line. Best friend, hero, marine. Yeah, okay, so he's a marine. Marine. All right. <laughs> Max, uh, um, um, a Malinois? Belgian Shepherd, as they're more commonly known, used uh, to help U.S. Marines in Afghanistan. Uh, Kyle is questioned when weapons seized by a squad. Realizes a friend is among those involved. The shit he warns Tyler that he, the two go into the battlefield where the squad Max on point. Max is injured by an explosion in the ensuing gunfight. Kyle is shot and killed. Oh damn! Rest um, in peace, Kyle. <laughs> So I guess the the dog, I don't know, has to retire. Oh. Kyle's brother Justin, who makes money selling illegally copied video games, it wasn't a very <laughs> successful movie. Uh, are informed of his death. Kyle's body's back back home. That Max's only comment is around Justin. Okay, so, so Justin, Kyle's brother, who owned or like was best friends with Max, the the marine dog. Uh, I guess consents that Justin is Kyle's brother, so they adopt the dog, who was it was going to be euthanized for being a war vet. <laughs> this movie's insane, Alex. Yeah, I think it's supposed to like. When did it come out? Twenty fifteen. I. It's it's one of those movies that like don't get advertised to us because we're not American, right? And like. They don't advertise like these more like pro-American military movies to 
Canadians, I don't think. Um, right. So it's, it seems like Justin like doesn't want the dog at first, but then he starts warming up to him. But of course, Justin's life of crime oh catches up with him. Of, of illegally he... copying video games? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, a, a cartel member uh, uh, get, gets into his business over a video game bootleg. Of course, the, the video game cartel. The bootleg video game cartel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, I'm they're a, I myself am a high-ranking member. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Oh um, God. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's perfect for the movie. Let's say that. Yeah, it is. Uh, a lot of let's see if Max fucking dies. Oh, Max, no, 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 there's sequels. Oh my God, Max too. <laughs> Mad Max. <laughs> so so to quickly summarize the rest of the version, um, there's like orchestra stuff going on, big orchestra swells, big ups and downs. Um, and it, uh, yeah. Yeah, a bit overblown. So, like, other versions, like, like, yeah. Joan Baez had, like, these big string sections, but they fit. Like, they never push too hard. This one is, yeah. like, This one tries to have this, like, epic feeling and fit with the movie. Yeah. Maybe it does fit with the movie. Max is a hero dog, and you need to cry right now yeah, so we exactly. can profit. <laughs> it feels kind of cheap in that way. Like, they're trying to tug your strings. Yeah, um, some harp comes in around the two thirty mark. Oh, uh, that's because he does the first verse again in this. He does. Yeah. Um, but it's like cut down. Yeah. yeah. But and then, yeah, then everything a, like totally crashes back in, and then yeah. Cuts May you stay. And like that's pretty much it. young. Yeah, it's uh, it's something else. Yeah. Speaking of something else, Deep Wave featuring Melissa Bell Deep in 2020. Both of these uh, people are Canadian. Deep Wave well, yeah, is a producer. Um, Melissa Bell is a singer. My understanding is Deep Wave is two dudes. Okay. Two producers. Just yeah, yeah, based two producers, right. um, and then yeah, Melissa Bell is Toronto born, but apparently she's in the UK right now. Uh, and also she allegedly co-wrote Al- Avril Lavigne's latest single, "Tell Me It's Over," which um, I don't know that song. You know? Uh, yeah, didn't know it existed until I read that bio. Also, the after the next paragraph talks about her moving to the UK in 2016, so "Tell Me It's Over" might be from pre 2016. Okay. Tell me that it's makes not over by sense. Star Sailor? No. No. Tell me it's over by Avril Lavigne. No, 2019. That's her album where she's uh, just got the guitar on the front. Uh, she's sitting in water. So it, it also in her profile says that she is like transitioning into doing folk and Americana, but originally did pop soul. I would say her vocals on this are, are much more pop soul than folky. Yeah, this doesn't have much folk going on. It's um definitely more of like an electronic produced production yeah um feel on electronic it electronic sadness uh electronic sadness yeah it, it uh has a very like distance feel like it's that like underwater filter yeah thing you get a single piano note at the start here that's getting yeah. hit that's ding, the underwater ding, thing ding. but it yeah. kind of like shimmers or like wavy, uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's like kind of like an ambient um, noise around it. Yeah, her voice also very echoey. 
Um, yeah. And sometimes I, I couldn't. There's like a guitar playing, but it might just be not a guitar, but a synthesizer. Oh, yeah. And it's very like gentle. It's like. Bow, 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 bow. Lots of that. There's a little bass, too. They um, do a lot again, to That might just be gentle. synthetic. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty low as well because in the second half. Yeah. Um, there's like a, a wood block in the chorus. Like they go bigger on the, the chorus, but it's similar to the pretenders where it's not really high energy or anything. They do. The other th- the thing they do for the transition is like the, like, whoosh, like the whoosh with the, I think. Oh yeah. Crash at the end. Yeah. It's oh, like a, like a yeah. symbol swell, like the big symbols. Yeah. They sound very spread out. Um, there's also like oh, a yeah. little like, electric yeah. guitar riff for that and like a shaker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the chorus. When we come into the second verse, we get some finger snaps. Yeah, sorry, there's another transition thing. Oh yeah. Oh, I uh, guess what they do for the transition, it kinda cuts down and the guitar just plays is like Oh yeah, that little kind of in the back there. Yeah, it sounds like it's like noodling back and forth. It's not really noodling. It's just kind of playing two notes. Yeah. But that's kind of the transition and it plays it a few times between the person chorus. Anyway. That's right. And so yeah, we come into the second verse, finger snaps, um bass is a little Those, more like, prominent huge, here. It's like cuz everything is like so echoey. It's like the the like I don't even know what I would use as an adjective, but you know, it like snaps but it lasts forever, you know? It's like the Yeah, it's like snap, 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 yeah. snap, 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 snap. Big. It's all got that big sound on it. Everything's yeah. got a long decay, I guess I would say. Yes. A um, little bit more motion on the bass. Yeah. Mostly playing more, plays more like on the changes, like when it changes, but like kind of sticks with the changes. That's right. Chord changes, that is. Um, That's kind of it for the second verse, I think. Yeah. It's another one that has like kind of a synth underlying, but it mm-hmm. might honestly just be... With this one, like the things take such a long time to fade out, it kind of gets this like under. Um, right, there's just kind of stays. Like a Everything of like noise. stays and like it's very yeah. quiet, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might just be that kind of thing. Um. Yeah. Uh, the second chorus, I didn't really notice anything different on. Yeah, me neither. Shaker's back. Yeah. Um. Third verse, though, we kind of strip down. We're back to just the the piano note. For like the first half of it. Yeah. And again, maybe a little bit of synth in the back, but maybe everything's just still echoing. Yeah, maybe everything's just still there. Some some sort of production noise is happening. Um, and vocals, of course. The vocals are yeah, back. The vocals are there. <laughs> and then they add a oh, little bit of backup yeah. vocals like near the end. Yeah, I think on like the very last line. It's just like an ooh. Like an ooh. Yeah, Ooh. on yeah, on like on like three eleven, they get like the the full like vocoder voice, being like, "Are you for young?" Th- like right at the end. Yeah, right at three three ten. Oh yeah, it sounds like there's like a just a million tracks of her voice. Yeah. I think that have like been yeah. tuned to different frequencies. Mm-hmm. Very digitized little, sounding. Little guitar warble again. That <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's a very quiet version. Yeah, it's quiet, it's... but like also, like I said, kind of never feels like it's a zero. Even when everything quiets mm-hmm. down, there's still kind of the background hum. Yeah, of, like, almost almost happen. like the song has tinnitus. Yeah. But like a very gentle tinnitus. Yeah, like a low-frequency tinnitus. Yeah. Um, That's all the versions we're talking about today. Uh, We got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the most sentimental version. Um, Alex, what's the worst version of this? The worst? Hang on, I gotta leave the Avril Lavigne page real quick. Uh, The worst version of this... Mm, I feel like it's too obvious a choice. Uh, But I didn't really like the Blake Shelton version. I think it's the worst version. (laughs) It was, I that, agree. That, that's I, uh, an easy one. Very easy. It's. I think it's a very cynical version. It's built to be a, a tool more than it is to be a piece of art. And like, while the Deep Wave and Melissa Bell version isn't gonna blow anyone away, I think it's innocent enough in its yeah. purpose. Yeah, like they were trying, and I think it could definitely appeal to some people for sure. Mm-hmm. Nothing in particular wrong with it. But yeah, this Blake Shelton one is something else. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Not good. Alex, what's the best version? Mm. Mm. <sighs> Let's see. There were some there were some pretty solid versions, but as far as the covers mm-hmm. go, I think Harry Belafonte did the best version. Because, yeah, very uh, fun. It's so much fun. It's like a different enough and like doesn't really abandon the uh the meaning i don't think um while yeah it just puts it into like a new completely light completely new light completely different context and uh like i said we don't listen to enough calypso on this show yeah that one was a real knockout um i'm going to give it to old thestrup just I, it's a novelty and probably doesn't deserve to win best <laughs> but i i also <laughs> really liked that one I uh, I like that one. It was fun. It's tight. Uh, I mean, I think... as far as the covers go, like the pretenders were fine, but I none of the covers really blew me away. So it's like kind of the more novel versions that are the ones I enjoyed. Yeah, that really stand out. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it to Old Thestro because I think that's fun. Yeah, you can throw that one on. It's not your up its own ass musical theater. It it seems to be very fun. Yeah, he's got a couple other songs in this album that sound pretty good too. Like mm-hmm. I said, I like his liked his version of uh, Mighty Quinn. Yeah, which we did way back in to, the day. Way back in the day, how often we do didn't we cover this version though. Danish actors, right? Like, come on. Yeah, I looked at. There's like 14 versions or something on that plate. Like, it's way too many. Too many. Uh, and not this one. Not this one. So that's that. That's our best versions. Alex, which one of these is the most sentimental? The most sentimental. That's an interesting question, Jake. How do I? I mean, only one of them is about a dog. Um, but you know what? Only one of them has the weight of nigh on a century behind it. Mm. So uh, I think Pete Seeger's got to win that one. He's just oh, yeah. got like there's just something there. And again, like I said, the version not even that interesting musically, but like context in context. In context, and it is like sentimental. The combination of Pete Seeger and these uh, this children's choir, 
that's what gives it the sentimentality and that's what gives it that's what elevates it beyond kind of what it is on the surface that's fair that's a good choice i'm gonna give it to joan Baez because i just think her her chorus is at a good knockout it makes you go like <laughs> i'll try i'll try joan to be forever young i love you that's that's me that's what i think is the most sentimental yeah crying for joan Baez. Crying for Joan Baez, the name of my autobiography. Look forward to it. That's Can't our opinions. Wait. If you got a different opinion, similar opinion, want to talk about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCresty, at some Alex Wise guy. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. You can also email us or at CoverMePod at gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns. Send us your reviews there after you've published them on an official reviewing site. Um, we're also on Sprangle. Be sure to check us out there. It's a great podcasting you, app. You made that up. What? No, dog. That one's real. It means to to reach out or something. It's a uh, it's an old medieval word. In different directions. Branch That's right. Out. Alex, oh. shut up. You're not on Twitter. Go home. Wait a minute. Um, Is this a joke I don't understand? Oh, yeah. Uh, John John hit me up with it the, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I Googled it. Did you just Google it now? Yeah, I just Googled it. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> um, yeah, dog. This is our bonus segment now. It's called... Oh, Alex, what are you listening to these days? <laughs> what am I listening to these days? Um, I threw on some like fifties rock and roll earlier because that's fun. Listen to some, oh, yeah. like Fats Domino and Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley. Those guys. Hell yeah, the gang. Yeah, that was the last thing I was listening to. Also, so there was yes. a Nintendo Direct this week, and one oh, of yeah. the games don't even remember the name of the game but it had the song seven and seven is by love in the trailer so i was listening to that song and it's also been covered by rush so i listened to feedback which is the rush cover ep 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 Eep. well that's fun those are some good some solid picks yeah what have you been listening to I've been all over the place. I've been, been running around. In the video game world, I've been listening to the Paradise Killer original soundtrack. Paradise Killer, yeah. Yeah, that's like a, uh, it's like a, I guess like a, a visual murder novel? mystery game. Yeah, it's like a visual novel. Yeah. Um, So kind of like Phoenix Wright, if it was just one case, and if you first person walked around a, a 3D environment to find clues. Okay, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it's actually really good. Um, the voice acting's shit in it, but you can <laughs> you can turn that off. Sometimes uh, that can but be yeah. amusing. Yeah, the storyline's good, and the music's all like like upbeat vaporwave. Like the whole game is like vaporwave aesthetic for some cool. reason. That's and it's, cool. Yeah, it's very very hyper styles. Very cool. Um, I mean, if it's ever on sale, I'd recommend picking it up. And yeah, the soundtrack's dope. If you want to give that a listen, if if you don't even play the game, I think it's pretty mm. good. So I've been listening to that. Um, other than that, yeah, just kind of running around through a whole bunch. I'm going to do a lot of New Order, but just their one album, Power, Corruption, and Lies. New Order, huh? Yeah, they're the, what remained of, uh, yeah, Joy, Division. Joy Division. They got that one song. That, that I know. 
was it Blue, Blue Monday, Monday that you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's their big one. Blue Monday, Bizarre Love Triangle was the one song I knew. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good album. It's real, uh, you know, if you, like, if you like Joy Division or New Order songs, you'll like this album. That's, that's me. That's what I've been listening to. If y'all want to tell us what you've been listening to recently, hashtag recently listened on Twitter or elsewhere. Put it on the streets. It's graffitied on walls. Somebody will send it to us. They're in the know. That's our bonus segment. Thank y'all for joining us on another lovely episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, may you have a Cover Me when the winds of change shift. <laughs>